Welcome to the Sales Prospector Show, supported by Lisa Sales, rep in Inc. 5000 Company, helping our clients grow sales by securing guaranteed appointments, qualified leads, and guaranteed contracts for their services and products across the U.S. I'm your host, Gil Pagan. You can also find us at lisasalesrep.com, and we are on all major social media channels. I have the uh, privilege and honor today to interview uh, Paul Price, CEO of Argyle Forum. Uh, based out of New York. And the way I understand uh, Argyle Forum and what they do, uh, they are an organization that provides in-person B2B events, uh, also webinars, uh, and they have have and own some media properties that uh, helps to get their clients' message in front of the right audiences so they can generate more leads, sales, and solidify their branding. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I got that right, uh, Paul. Very good, Gil. Very good. <laughs> I'm sure you could do a better job than I can. No, I, think, I think we might hire you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, welcome to the show, uh, Paul. It's good Thank to have you. you. Um, so tell me, uh, tell us um, what what you guys are doing there and um, – and, uh, you know, the value you bring to some of your clients. And we had spoken before we got on here and uh, you guys are doing some exciting stuff. And I'm going to ask you some questions and interject every so often because naturally I'm, um, I'm have a curious nature and uh, we're in the sales marketing business as you are for your clients in different kind of ways. Um, right. so, uh, tell us what you're doing and uh, share with the audience. Well, we operate a B2B media and event management business, which supports our clients by allowing them to use our media platforms and the event platforms that we manage uh, to help generate leads for their businesses. Uh, We're focused on the B2B segment and we are particularly focused on the tech sector, the finance sector, uh, the HR sector and and the general management sector with a little bit of a bias towards marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Argyle was formed 25 odd years ago and uh, the company has uh, established itself uh, by being uh, uh, very focused on uh, smaller, more intimate events which give our uh, clients, uh, more of an opportunity to make connections at a personal level. Um, now, you know, uh, in the current circumstances, our business model has shifted very, very dramatically uh, to digital events. Um, in the second quarter, we converted all of our events to digital in lots of different formats from one hour long to two days long. Mm. Um, and you know we 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 are very grateful that that has uh, that has paid off for us. Uh, we do uh, already or had already uh, uh, managed for our clients a, a very robust webinar business. We're conducting some nine hundred odd webinars a year, um, and and with our experience in staging uh, webinars, um, our, our I think we were at a, in a good place to convert over our live events to digital platforms, right? And um, happily, our clients were all very enthusiastic to come on board that swap uh, because, look, people still need leads. They, they, they still want to keep their sales engine going. 
And uh, I know that what we do is very important to, you know, our clients in that respect. And um, now, uh, by way of a complementary nature, we, we, we do uh, manage, publish uh, three very uh, good media titles. Uh, we are the publisher of CFO Magazine, uh, which is also uh, CFO.com. Uh, we publish uh, Innovation Enterprise, which is a, a digital title that uh, addresses the uh, entrepreneurial middle management sector. And uh, we publish performative.com, which uh, is uh, for the accounting community. And uh, we are about to... Um, I'm very happy to say launch a new digital title uh, called Data X, um, which which comes from our experience in the market science, data sciences world, where we've been staging events for some time, and and we've decided to um, complement that business with with a with a new media title. That's great. Um, so going back a little bit about where when you started about the putting on of intimate events uh, and uh, intimate meaning a smaller events versus a large conference that has, you know, 20 uh, presenters and, and, and a thousand exhibitors and the like. And you're, from what I understand, uh, you will bring on a client, let's say in the tech finance, HR marketing kind of in, uh, uh, industries, bring on a client and then put together an event uh, let's say uh, at a hotel in a major city um, and you would uh, coordinate that, obviously all the marketing and to drive those decision makers, right? That could be a you, for example, or me, right? Mm -hmm. C-level uh, suite people into this room, maybe yep. 35, 40 like, high level, 50 executives. Uh, and, um, and the client, I guess, has some kind of content or something's going on there where they're in front of these people. Is that somewhat accurate? That's absolutely right. Um, you know, sponsorships uh, by our clients uh, typically um, come in the form of uh, firstly a speaking role uh, at the event to give them some prominence and give them the opportunity to pitch their their business and their solutions to the, uh, to the prospects in the audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have recruited the audience so that it is very representatives of of their uh, of their targets, um, and um, in in doing so, we also share the the list of folks who attended, and and, and in fact, we we share the list of folks who registered but didn't make it, uh, because that's always going to be the case, um, and. Um, in, in addition to that, you know, our best clients, I think the ones that are, you know, the most successful at, 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 at uh, harnessing uh, what we do for them will send along their own folks uh, in, in a live event context, uh, you know, to work the room, uh, to yep. network with people and so on. Uh, and they might also um, buy a booth uh, where the event allows for that. Um, we, we do stop at around 500 odd people as attendees. Um, we've done some in the thousand odd range, but 
you know, our bread and butter event is in the one to 200 uh, arena um, in, in, you know, we, we typically go to a lot of trouble to, to get, you know, uh, very nice environments for these things to be staged in. Uh, we go to a lot of trouble uh, to recruit very, very uh, relevant and and uh, and ex- ex- expert speakers and panelists. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that combination uh, is is that is what we use to market to uh, our potential guests. Uh, and, and we undertake in most cases to meet a certain registration target uh, for our sponsors. So um, then through our media titles, we may also include our sponsors uh, with some coverage in the media titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may use the media titles to support the events uh, because the media titles happen to um, be uh, used by the community that we're we're like we're wanting to attend uh and and so we have this kind of ecosystem if you will you know where our clients are free to choose from look i i I just want to i want for example a one hour strategic workshop involving a selection of up to 10 prospects for their business uh, attended by senior people on their side and, and, and sometimes facilitated by us. And, and we will find a very swank restaurant uh, in, uh, in the Manhattan area or in the downtown Chicago area or wherever that happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we will uh, ensure that, that all those uh, components come together for our client who can then uh, pitch at that level. Or, um, as I said, we will, as, we, as we've done for several clients, uh, and, and as is as is growing in demand for us, despite the circumstances, um, is, um, you know, a series of events um, that um, seek to capture uh, different communities in different markets uh, over time. So, you know, for a very large technology company that you would have heard of, uh, we have operated uh, six events uh, pre-COVID, uh, one was in Chicago, one in LA, one San Francisco, one in Atlanta, et cetera. And, and, and by virtue of that, you know, we fulfill our, our plan to give the client through these events, you know, a very, very um, strong, uh, almost annual pipeline, um, a, a, as is the case because of the, the size investment, it, it would, it would want to warrant that sort of uh, return. Um, and, and then on the other hand, you know, we've got folks who are, uh, you know, a little strapped for budget. Um, you know, we, we will, we will uh, offer them an involvement in an event at a very economical level uh, by way of getting access to the registrations. And, you know, that, 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 that can start for as little as, you know, 20 or $30,000. Mm, so, um, no, that's good. That's good. Is the business model, um, for Argyle, is it centered around developing an event yourself first and say, okay, we're going to do an event in Chicago. We're going to take out this hotel. We're going to, we're going to book, you know, 20 or uh, 20 um, uh, uh, rooms where workshops are going to be done and speaking engagements. And then you in turn 
start to market to sponsors, people to buy spaces and booths and all that? Or is it the flip where somebody comes to you and says, listen, I want to get in front of these people. Um, can you, you know, help me put on an event? So which one is it? Is it both or is it really one yeah. more than the other? It's both, Gil. We, we um, on the one hand, look, the bulk of our business is, uh, is, is programmed events that we design and host and produce. Um, let me interrupt there. Let me interrupt. I'm sorry. So you host and produce. You say, I'm going to do a cybersecurity event. Correct. It's going to be in Chicago, Illinois. We're talking about yep. cybersecurity risk in the midst of COVID. Yep. Hypothetical. Yep. We have one today. <laughs> right. This is what right. happened today. Perfect today, right? Okay. Everybody working from home, there's a lot of risk going on, all that yeah. kind of stuff, and they're yeah. VPNing yeah. in and all that. So you decide to put on the event, you, the Argyle Forum, we're gonna put this event on. Now we're gonna go after companies to you know, buy into sponsorships, uh, booths, um, speaking engagements and all that. So you're laying out, whatever that is, the Correct. risk uh, <clears throat> and the investment because you have to secure all this, right? And Correct. going out and getting customers, right? Okay, that's one way, correct? Yep. Okay, okay, sorry. So, so the second way is- and The is, second way is, is we, we, these are custom events mm. where you know, the client comes to us in the, in, the, in the case of the technology company I was mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. They say, look, we need X amount of leads for the year. Uh, they need to come from this community. Um, and we would like to invest in an, an event management uh, program to support our, our sales team. Mm -hmm. um, and our field marketing teams. And we will design something by understanding, you know, who that community is, where they live, uh, who are the ideal prospects. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we will design a program for that, which might uh, look like uh, half a dozen events in six different cities at six different venues. Uh, the, the client, we will help the client tailor the content uh, so that the, the content comes across as both informative as well as being commercial, you know, and that's, that's a very important value we bring along to the table. Um, our, our executive producers are, are very like folks that you would find in the media industry. You know, they are, they are subject matter experts um, in, in their fields um, uh, and uh, they with their expertise, uh, will create a document that plans out the nature of the event and who are the sorts of people that should be speaking in that event. And, and, and our, our, our executive producers will often have a Rolodex because of their, you know, their time in that industry. You know, they, they know who the, 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 the big opinion leaders are um, and, and the subject matter experts are. And, and, and they will, using that, um, bring that value to, to the event. Mm. Um, so um, one is a, is, a, is a way in which we can um, map an entire year and we, we typically map out in detail quarter by quarter um, so that we have uh, um, the ability to, 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 to move things around a little bit because circumstances require that they do or because we have a client who'd like to come on board with a custom event on a certain date, mm -hmm. which means we have to move another event and so on. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, we will, you know, quite actively seek folks who would like us to design their 
their six month program or their 12 month program or even their three month program. There's really no limit, but they, they, they want to use event marketing because look, events are still the, in, in business to business marketing, uh, there are sales and marketing, there are uh, three top marketing tactics um, and event marketing is number one consistently. It, it has been for many years. Um, it, it when you is, say event marketing, you mean trade shows? That's right. Exactly. Man, that's what you mean. It, exactly right. Yeah, the sort of things that we do. I mean, we don't do the big trade shows. Um, you know, those things are entire businesses in and of themselves. Um, we, are, we are a very different model. Um, and, and more specialized and, and, and you know, somewhat more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit more targeted, I'd say. Yeah, you're a, a sharpshooter instead of a shotgun. We are, yeah. And, but I don't want to criticize a shotgun because sometimes you need a shotgun. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's okay. You're in your space. Yeah, um, we're in our space and we're yeah. good at it. And, you know, we, you know, we have a, over a million records in a database that we've developed over mm -hmm. time, which is very proprietary. It gives us a, an ability to fill, fill rooms because, um, again, we are typically looking to fill the room with decision makers right. and, and they're often C-suite or they're, you know, they're director level and above. Um, we, we are typically trying to bring people along with from businesses with you know revenues of, of above 50 million mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so on and so you know over the over time we've developed a lot of uh, tools and, and, and data to support uh, delivering those people right now you know again currently we're doing all of that digitally and and I have to share with you I, I'm I'm delighted that that we, we've um, we firstly we made the change uh, for obvious reasons, um, but secondly, that you know it's proving to be um, a very, very uh, a good step for us because our registrations are through the roof. You know, people working from home, of course, are now I think a little bit more inclined to engage in these sorts of things. Sure. Um, and, and I see it as a real, uh, really important segment for us going forward. Um, you know, we'll go back into the live event business, but we we may do more digital events than live um, for lots of good reasons. Yeah. I think that uh, just upon just my perspective is that um, the cost structure for the businesses that would be involved, meaning they would be sending their people yeah. to be in the room, traveling, hotel stays, all that. They, That's right. They save all that cost irrespective of whether you change your pricing model because yeah. you're not doing in-person stuff. You're doing just basically webinars. Yeah. So, so, um, there may be a, a shift there in your pricing model for that, but the business clearly saves all that travel and time. Um, so there's definitely a cost savings there. Now yeah. the question remains is, will the results for that business be the same? Time will tell, right? Versus the in face to face environment. I don't know. You know, it's a very important question. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're seeing not much of a difference so far. And, and in some respects, mm -hmm. you know, because the numbers are, are, are better. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, order of magnitude, they're 15 to 20% better. You know, okay. we're not talking about a small increase. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we are reaching more people mm -hmm. through our digital events. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and of course, you know, the beauty of digital is that there are no boundaries. Um, you know, we, we were, we, we were confined to the ballrooms or the conference rooms of a hotels we might have operated in or the venues that we might have operated in. And therefore we were dependent upon how far people were prepared to travel or fly. Right. Um, and, and in this case, you know, we're reaching folks in markets. We, we were not conducting events in, um, simply because, uh, it, it's so much more accessible. And I think almost for that reason alone, it's something we're going to take, uh, you know, a, a great deal more time in, in helping to develop and um, and and as you say, it is it is a little it's somewhat the economics are somewhat better. You know, there's a lot of things that don't go away, and you know, there's uh, our people haven't a number of people we need to stage these things and to do them at the level that we expect to do them at, um, which is very important because if we don't do them at the right level and the content isn't satisfying for people, they won't show up. So you know, our number one job is getting people in you know, onto uh, a logged in and, and registered and attending. Um, mm -hmm. So well, I get a, so um, sorry. So when, go ahead. when you get the, um, obviously the, the digital content and the webinars and all that, you got to target these people now and you got to email them more than likely. Uh, yeah. So C-level execs are getting emails from you. Uh, they may be, I don't know, they may be getting direct mail. I don't know if you're doing LinkedIn stuff, but you're trying to drive these people to, um, the event and now if the is the event when it's virtual and versus in person does the does the prospect the decision maker the ceo in the room do they pay to be in that room on top of the no, the, no? so no. It, 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 most, most of our model is is sponsor based so um so we, okay. yeah now we do have events where there you know there's tickets and and uh, cfo live is one of our kind of flagship events. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually coming up as a digital event in about three weeks. Mm. Uh, and, you know, ticket sales for that have been pretty good. Good for you. Um, mm. And uh, we have another event following that in, in, in the data sciences world where, you know, we will be marketing tickets. Mm, okay. um, but for the most part, you know, we, we, we offer, firstly, we have a, a membership uh, to Argyle Executive. Mm -hmm. Uh, some hundreds of thousands belong to that, um, to, to, to the Argyle Executive Program. And, and for their membership, they get access to these events. Uh, they get early bird status and VIP status in terms of registering. Uh, they get access to content from the events, um, as well as uh, access to the networks uh, that, that are put together for these events. And, and, and in many cases, continue to to, 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 to uh, exchange with one another long after the events are over. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, you know, uh, we, we create a lot of value for our sponsors through these, uh, through these ecosystems, if mm -hmm. you will. Um, and, um, you know, uh, offering it to members uh, who really only need to register and, and agree to the registration. Um, you know, is a, a great incentive uh, to have access to these things. And, um, and in return, uh, it gives our sponsors, you know, like I said, it's a very, um, it's a very difficult list to develop the one that we've got, you know, sure. a, long, a lot of time, 
you know, it, it's, it, it requires constant management, as you might imagine, and, and updating and so on. So. No, I gotcha. Um, the, the, um, the average, I guess, your customer, when you talked about the prospect, you know, your, your, your industry verticals, tech, uh, finance, HR, you said general business, but then you kind of dovetail into marketing. Yeah. Uh, so when you talk about that customer uh, and they're working with you to put on some kind of events, what kind of ticket are we talking about for that customer that they're selling in order to make it worthwhile to use your service to get in front of these people? Because it sounds like, you know, clearly you're not a low ticket service by any means. So, uh, and, um, you know, clearly you're, you're spending a lot of energy, time and effort. Your database is, is, is robust. You're driving people to these events uh, and uh, all the teams and all that kind of stuff that you're using to do that. So if you're engaging with a, a prospect, um, you know, what kind of ticket do they need to be selling? Like we do medical devices as an example and, and yeah. the device, it could be a $150,000 sale. You know, it could be, you know, sure. so it could be a large, now I may yeah. take nine months to, to yeah. get there, but, yeah. but um, so give me a sense of like what those numbers are to even make it worthwhile to have a discussion with you guys. Well, look, you can, you can come on board. Let, let me, let me flip the question. You, you can come on board as a sponsor for, for around 20 to $30,000. That's typically where we start depending on, you know, the event and the, uh, uh, the community that the event uh, is is targeting, uh, and the nature of the content. Um, so you know, now we can get into the six figure ranges pretty quickly through sponsorship of multiple events, mm -hmm. or or taking a you know a single sponsorship of an entire event, which eliminates our ability to sell it to more than one person. So, you know, we're seeking uh, return that way. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, a custom program, which could be, you know, someone saying, look, I, I don't, I, I know I need event marketing and I know that, um, I know that it's going to be uh, an important source of leads for me, but I don't have the people to do it. I, I've got a budget. Um, what can I do with this and how many can I do and what sort of leads would that look like? We, we, we can help folks understand all that. The economics are almost always pretty favorable, Gil, you know, it, um, in, in exchange for the leads, you know, a cost per lead basis, um, you know, the event industry has been pretty consistent in terms of what it tends to deliver, mm -hmm. you know, in the hundreds or so per lead. Mm -hmm. um, $100 or 100 leads per Hundreds, lead. hundreds of dollars. I'm not going to quote the exact number because it varies, you. you know, so, but, 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 um, you know, the and, and the exchange there is the quality of the lead. You know, when when we've got someone uh, in the room uh, that comes from uh, the community that our clients sell to, that, that, that's an interested party. They, right, not, fifty million dollar company, a hundred million dollar company CEO, yeah, CTO. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to go to your event and waste his time there. No, no, and they're probably actively buying. You know, they, they probably are in a mindset where they're exploring, mm -hmm. um, you know, various subject matter in a certain industry. And they're doing that because they're framing their strategy for next year mm -hmm. or, they're, um, or they're having to address a challenge that they've been presented with that they didn't expect to be presented with. And, and so, you know, folks who come along, I think generally, and I don't mean this to be... Um, 
too generalized, but, but you know, there's very few people who, who, who come along to our events that aren't in some way, form or another, a, a, a strong prospect over time for our clients. Now, you know, if the sales cycle is nine months, then it's nine months. But, but you know, again, you can catch people who are at the tail end of that sales cycle already. And, they're, they're, you know, they're actively in market, right? Of course. Um, so, you know, look, yep. we, we, we've got a bunch of data around all of this, helping our clients understand what typically uh, we can do and, 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 and what that looks like. So generally speaking, um, we get this question from, from prospects and also people in our network. They'll ask us, you know, we don't do any consulting or training. We don't do any of that stuff. We actually, we're heavy hitters, right? So we actually close deals, right? We generate the leads, the interest, the meetings, get in front of decision makers and close. We're hunters. So we'll right. get questions like, uh, on, you know, we're selling a $100,000 uh, technology software product uh, right. and we want to get in front of enterprise level clients. Yep. Um, how are those enterprise level clients, Lisa sales rep, how are they making those decisions? How And how are they getting, how are they fielding vendors? What source are they using to get, I need this particular, I'll say cybersecurity. I need this particular cybersecurity product to, to protect my network. Um, you know, I, I, I need um, to talk to a couple of vendors and present my situation. Uh, what, what are they using, you know, to get, to talk to vendors. And um, typically what we have encountered, and you can, you can, with your knowledge, plug in here, is that somebody at that level looking for a hospital level enterprise cybersecurity kind of solution to protect their network from for HIPAA and, and all the you know, uh, malware and uh, what do you call ransomware, right? So they're looking at these huge um, investments. They'll do a couple of things. They'll either um, talk to uh, experts in their field like them, CTOs and that kind of thing, they'll go to an association they become part of, or they're part of to kind of get, you know, some vendor recommendations, or they may actually go to an event like these events throughout the course of the year. But yeah. it, it is, or, or is there anything else where they may be looking for the audience, right? Where they, where, where they may be looking for uh, uh, recommendations for, yeah. uh, to, apart from the event stuff, are they looking somewhere else based on your knowledge of the industry? You know, uh, I, look, I, I won't speak specifically to the tech sector. I'll, I'll make this comment generally. Firstly, in B2B marketing, in my view, a lot of folks overlook search engine marketing and, and, and organic search engine management. Uh, B2B search behavior is very, very high. I'll give you one example. It's a, it's a personal example, but a few years ago I ran one of the world's largest e-commerce photography companies. We would take a million photos a month for our clients, predominantly fashion clients, but lots and lots of people who needed quality imagery to, of, of their product to go on the e-commerce site. And by the way, if it wasn't good enough, it wouldn't sell. So, you know, it had to be very, very high quality. And um, when I joined the company, my first question was, well, what are we doing? What's our SEM plan? And I got lots of blank stares in the room. And, and I said, well, look, let's go implement an SEM strategy. No one believed me when I said, look, I think it's worth us understanding the market's response to this. These are not big investments. We can tailor, we can experiment a little bit here. 
Um, but do me a favor, get one in place and do it quickly. <laughs> so, now, we were the only company in our space to do this. So costs were even more affordable because we weren't bidding against lots of other people for certain words that are important to our industry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fast forward, one day we get a phone call. It's from one of the world's largest auction houses. I'm not going to name the company. Sure. Um, and um, they uh, produce hundreds of catalogs a year and they have to take a photo of everything they auction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that photo needs to be a good photo because if it's a $2 million vase, it's a vase, a Greek urn with a $2 million base on it, it, it needs to look pretty good, sure. right? Yeah. Anyway, they, they, they reach out to us mm-hmm. and the, the, that contract is worth $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we, we proceed to win that contract. Mm-hmm. And we said to them, well, how did you find us? Oh, we use Google. You were the only company that showed up on the Google search. Whoa. As credible. Wow. Wow. So now, uh, I, I don't care what you're selling, but if you haven't got that, that base covered, right, sure. you need to try. If you haven't tried it yet, firstly, you should. But the numbers are really pretty convincing. When you look into... Uh, buyer behavior in business to business arenas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that this is, you know, a silver bullet. It's not a silver bullet, but it's one yeah. of those, as you said, what are the things that we tend to overlook? That's one of them. Um, yeah. I think social media marketing is another area that um, mm-hmm. is overlooked quite uh, yeah. uh, too much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, business to business salespeople and business to business decision makers are still people, yep. Uh, and they're still uh, they're still prone to behave like normal people do. There's nothing different to them. Um, and, they'll go and, on Google. Yeah, and it'll search. They'll go on Google. They'll use Facebook. They'll use Instagram. They'll use Reddit. They'll they might even be on TikTok. Who knows, right? <laughs> they they probably are. You know, I think I think we're now at the stage where no one right. doesn't get engaged in social media now. Right. I think it's practically television, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> in terms of the people that it reaches. So, you know, that's another area where I really urge folks to, 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 to take a good look at and not be closed-minded about. We use all of them. We use what? digital advertising. We use search. Uh, we, we use social media mm-hmm. uh, marketing. I mean, I'm not, you know, preaching something here I, we don't do. Um, right, right. Uh, and, and I think a good deal of our success in registrations has to do with the fact that we do use, uh, you know, a, a, a very, very interesting marketing mix uh, mm. that, that I know is pretty unorthodox compared to others. So. Yeah. Um, and um, no, that's good. Uh, I, I agree with everything uh, you said. Uh, I think that um, the buyer's journey um, and when they're looking for a service or a product, um, they typically will start online and start, you know, punching in terms and they'll start three weeks ahead, four weeks ahead before they even contact you. Uh, sure. That time frame, yep. they're looking at your, your website, they're looking at LinkedIn, social yep. media, Facebook, Twitter, there's kind of and whittling down their list and then boom, all of a sudden, four weeks later, they reach out to you, but they've been seen yep. for last month. Yep. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I agree. Um, and uh, didn't um, know if that really applied uh, to high-level decision, you know, product uh, um, purchases and the like, uh, like you know that that hundred thousand dollars solution. And again, yeah. maybe part of that, and they may pull in 
you know, other information as well from uh, other CTOs and you know, associations right. and say, wow, these guys keep coming up yeah. in, in different places. And you're, you're, it's like people will reach out to us and um, they'll say, well, why did you reach out to us? And we, you're everywhere. Every time I looked, you were there. Right. <laughs> so, like, That's like, right. Yeah. And so yeah. very similar probably to uh, if you look at, again, not knowing your SEO, but somebody looking for event marketing and management and programs. I'm sure you will come up uh, in different places uh, because yeah. of what you do, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to be there because you're pushing out uh, right. your content to get people to come to something. So you have yeah. to you have to dominate that space. Um, yeah. That yeah. So it's um, it ma- it makes a lot of a lot of sense to me. Um, so it sounds like um, for those who are listening, the uh, uh, the entry level point to do something with uh, your organization is in that 30,000 kind of sponsorship pack, pack, package, which goes way up from there based on what you're doing for the client. Yeah. Uh, um, not too way up, Gil, not too way up. No, I got you. Again, I don't know where the top is, but yeah. that's the entry level point. But we do, you know, yeah. just by way of example, you know, we yeah. do business with literally thousands of companies right. uh, annually. We right. you know, the number of events we operate, um, and the range of available uh, investments uh, that, that our clients can make with us, you know, brings in a very diverse um, yeah. range of companies. You know, we do business with Fortune 500. We do business with startups that have got tiny amounts of seed money. You know, um, we're, we're delighted to help. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I like so much about this business. I've been in the marketing services world for a long time mm-hmm. in one guise or another, but this is a business that can, you know, is, is, is very accessible um, and, 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 and is very effective when it's used well, when our clients uh, come on board uh, with, with good content, uh, good speakers, um, a, a compelling proposition, and and they know what they're doing. We'll get the audience in front of them, and and they'll they'll get business. That's that's not uh, not in dispute, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so uh, one of my you know the reasons I like the business so much is is as I hope you can tell, but you know it is a very important strategic tool for the sales world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even without live events for now, you know, and we'll be back in the live event business, I'm sure, but um, even without it, it it's still um, a very effective aperture to pitch your product or service through to people who are, they're listening um, because they want to be listening. They, they've registered, they've shown interest, uh, they're, they're uh, reflective of the buying community mm-hmm. um, and um, as compared to um, completely cold calling, um, which has its merits, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, you know, there's lots of different parts of the sales journey. Uh, I think we do fit in that discovery phase to some extent, mm-hmm. but I also think that we help shape and reaffirm decisions uh, through our sponsor's presence. Uh, you know, when people say, yeah, I know those guys, we work with them and they do a good job. Again, that's, again, another very important part of the psychology of the sale, right? Absolutely. So when you're doing the, um, uh, and we'll start to wrap this up in a bit, when you do the, um, the actual event, 
um, uh, we'll, again, we'll stay with the cybersecurity example. So you will um, use social, uh, obviously, uh, social media and the like, yeah. and you'll use your list, right? Mm -hmm. And that just probably has emails on it. You're emailing your list. Yep. Um, and um, you're using your magazines, your you know your media publications, if it's yep. I guess relevant to what you know you're doing. I, I suppose yep. um, you may even put an ad in there. I guess for the event, yeah. if you control mm -hmm. the magazine. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yep. uh, so you do that. Um, and will you do any radio, TV, or calling to drive people to um, to the event? Was it basically more uh, hands off kind of? email, social, more passive and you know, kind of approach? Um, look, you know, I would say we are a little bit more precision targeted mm. uh, because of the nature of the folks that we're trying to recruit to come to these events or to join these events online. Um, radio and television, even in local markets, would be a bit of a blunt instrument, you know. Too broad. Right. Too broad, and, and and it would be lost on a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And and I, I mean, I, I'm sure I they agree. take their money, but but I don't think it'd be much fun for a, a listener on a rock and roll station somewhere in, right? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. whatever market to to hear us tell people to come to an event because you know you're gonna. Yeah, you got ten thousand as an example. Sorry, you got ten thousand people that may be listening to a drive time show from eight to nine in the morning. And that may be a, 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 a business-focused radio talk show at that time. They may have a large audience. Right. And that five to 10,000, you may have maybe maybe 100 who may be your target, and they may not be even be listening at that time. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. that's like, a hit or miss. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm an agency guy, Gil. Okay. You know, I, I, I grew up in that industry. I was in yeah. it for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I loved that business. Um, but, you know, for this business, it's just not the right thing to do. You right. know, we can be, you know, firstly, we, we use uh, artificially intelligent um, software to, of our own to uh, improve and enhance our database all the time. So we are constantly grooming the database mm -hmm. so that its, its ability to generate uh, registers, re registrants in a certain category is, is, is above, an, uh, above average. You know, uh, because these folks have got a predilection towards interest in this industry. Um, and uh, so that's something we do. It's quite proprietary. It's very, very valuable. It's quite, you know, sophisticated in terms of database marketing. Mm -hmm. um, now, and, and then we translate that also into how we go about using digital marketing, uh, digital advertising, search, uh, social media and so on. Because all of those platforms, again, are very, very, um, they're very data sensitive. Uh, we can be very discriminating in terms of who we reach out to. Um, and, 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 you know, one of the things I would say is that we, we do do is uh, where, where we can, we, we um, buy space on uh, blogging sites and, and bloggers that are, you know, um, influential and, influential and uh, digital we often stuff. seek... Yeah, we often seek bloggers who are influential to, to attend as speakers. Um, you know, we, like I said, we, we have a very open mind about um, each event in terms of getting the right speakers and getting the right audience. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's, not a, it's not a black box. Um, Gil, you know, we, it, it's in my experience that that's, that would be the wrong approach because, you know, 
these are these are all very dynamic industries. They're changing all the time. New people are coming and going. Um, and, and again, part of the fun in being in the business is that you know if, if I spend my usual year attending my usual collection of events, you know, I, I'm I'm coming out of those events with a, with a great deal of good new knowledge that 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 we strive to get uh, distributed through the events to make them you know satisfying and and fun to attend. Oh, that's great. Um, so we're going to get now to the lightning round questions. Sure. Um, and this is more of the fun part, okay? Uh, okay. I think that the stuff we were talking about was fun also. I, we just love marketing, love sales, love uh, doing what As we do, do right? But we, yeah. we enjoy what we do yeah. for a living, and that, that's yeah. good, right? It makes the 40, 50 hours, 60 hours a week that you may be working um, fun <laughs> when, uh, and enjoying what you're doing, right? Uh, so do you drink coffee? And if, it, if you do, is it hot or cold? It's hot and it's French pressed. That's my, that's my go-to. Very nice. Uh, your favorite food? Um, I like uh, simple grilled healthy food. Um, and if I had to put a flavor to it, probably some, something from a Thailand or a Vietnam or, or Malaysia. Sounds spicy. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Spicier the better. I hear you. Uh, uh, hot dogs? Do you eat hot dogs? Uh, avoid them. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm in um, New York, Gil. <laughs> well, I, I thought you treat me. A guy at your uh, yeah, yeah, mystery meat. I, I thought I thought your guy at your level would eat a dirty water dog with some onions <laughs> on it. I mean, uh, so, but no, okay, I was wrong there. Uh, I've served them at lunch. You know, I've served them for parties, but. <laughs> But I won't my hot dogs are a little different. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, what about hamburgers? Yeah, I love a hamburger. Uh, ketchup or plain or something else? Uh, mustard. Mustard. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pizza? Day. Pizza? Nah, not a big fan. Okay. Uh, Apple or Android? Uh, Apple, yeah. Okay. PC or Mac, so you're going to be Mac, a Mac guy, right? Yeah, okay. 100%. Uh, <laughs> laptop or desktop or both? Uh, laptop. Laptop, okay. Smaller the better. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. If you can go anywhere in the world today and time and money would not be an issue, where would you go? I've always wanted to go to St. Petersburg in, in Russia. Um, but and while Putin's still there, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to I'll pass. Go up. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to see the Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg and, uh, and, and just that, that part of the world has always been very interesting to me. So. Wow. Um, so you enjoy hot or cold weather? Oh, I love hot weather. I was born in Australia in, in a hot part of Australia. So oh, yeah, it gets like 150 degrees out there or something. It's like yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so do you wear a wristwatch or no? No. Okay. Used to, but I don't anymore. Okay. Um, that's interesting. A lot, a lot of uh, um, people don't because they have it on their phones and, um, and the like. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm not one of those. I'm a wristwatch. All right. No, they're very <laughs> handsome, Gil. I think they're beautiful, but I, I just, okay. I've just fallen out of that habit. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I was just uh, curious. So when you're reading books, um, are you using a paperback, hardcover, a Kindle, a digital kind of format? You know, I... All of the above. I, I have typically three or four things on the go at once and I, I pick them up and I put them down and I, you know, um, and, and um, I love a hardcover book. I think there's nothing quite like sitting down and, you know, I, I, I look to read about half an hour to an hour a day and, 
Um, but, but often that means the Kindle because it's, you know, on the same iPad as I use. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do love books. I'm an avid reader and, uh, but, but, um, I, I think I, you know, my, my mistake is, is, is always buying too many of them and having too many to read. And got to crank through all of them. And you buy, before you finish the, the five that you bought, you bought another three. That's right. Yeah. I look, I love bookstores. I don't know about you, but I could spend a day in a bookstore. Yeah. I, I like them as well. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a paperback kind of guy. Yeah. I don't do the yeah. Kindle. I just, it just, I like to have the book in front of me. Yeah. I like to read regular newspapers, a Wall Street Journal, yeah. hard copy. That's yeah. just, just, just yeah. Um, I yeah. think the gray hairs are a little bit different. Those guys are a little bit different yeah. than the crowd personally. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but I think the Kindle lets you pack light, you know, when you travel, you know, and, and it means you can carry a couple of copies of stuff on, on it with you. So Right, right. It's more, yeah, it's definitely um, easier to yeah. move around. Yeah. Um, so obviously you listen to podcasts, I'm assuming. Um, do you? I, yeah, I do. And, um, uh, you know, I have a few favorites. Um, mm. And I'm not as um, regular as I'd like to be, but, but I do. Okay. Uh, and uh, are you a dog, cat, person or neither or goldfish? No, I'm a dog lover. Lover. <laughs> uh, dog lover. And before the movies uh, closed, right, the cinemas and all these kind of things, were you a movie person, a, a Netflix streaming kind of person? Uh, oh, so a movie lover. Yeah, my, my son and I love the movies. We, we go as often as we can, uh, despite what crap is on sometimes. <laughs> I've seen... I've seen every Transformers movie. I've fallen asleep to most of them, um, but I don't mind, you know. It's, uh, I, I love film and, and I have done since I was young and my son happily has picked up the habit too, so. That's great, that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you enjoy that. Well, we've been uh, talking today to uh, Paul Price, the CEO of Argyle Forum, uh, and they are a great organization that puts on in-person B2B events, uh, webinars, uh, and they have multiple media properties that help push out uh, messages and, and, um, and marketing events so that they can drive uh, interested prospects, qualified prospects, decision makers to events so that their clients can get in front of those decision makers uh, and pitch them and get more leads and sales and also uh, solidify their brand. And they do this across the country. Uh, and um, they... They have ways to get their clients in front of the right people, entry-level programs starting about $30,000 a year, you know, and they work with the clients based on their needs to help them uh, get to the right people. So uh, we hope that you enjoyed um, uh, listening to the show and to the podcast. And Paul, thank you so much. Um, you, you You're very welcome. Very interesting business. Uh, and um, I, I love talking to you about what you guys are doing and um, I wish you all the best in this year, in the midst of what's going on here, that you will be extremely successful and you have double, triple digit growth. Um, and that going Likewise, into the new year, thank you. And going into the new year, you're stronger uh, and, and, and propelled for more growth. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks, Q. All the best to you.